Should we have Hudson here? Good. Mr. Peter. I'm glad you're back here. Cheers for our seltzers. Appreciate it, man. Cheers to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a great night, actually. Just mm -hmm. got a little bit of chill. It's all right. Spring is coming. Yeah. It's not too cold. The last few, I was like shivering. It was cold out here. I bet. We got blessed. We got a good night. There we go. We'll take it. This fire's got us warming up, too. It does. Night. Well, we're just getting started. We're going to get this heated up. A little bit, a little bit of back and forth combo. There we go. How did, I, how did we ever get connected? I think we connected through Trevor West. It was. Yep. And Trevor was kind of telling me about you a little bit. And then I don't remember our initial conversation, but I think Trevor connected us. Mm -hmm. And then we had a phone call. And uh, when I was talking to you on the phone, I was kind of like, I don't really like people to tell me what to do ever. It's probably a downside. Not that you were telling me what to do, but I was like, whoa, like this guy, this guy keeps it real. Like, I don't know. And kind of took it to heart maybe a little bit for like the first few weeks. And then I realized that it comes from such a great place and uh, you've actually really helped, helped me level up in my life. So I really appreciate our connection. And you have helped me. Thank I mean, you. the things that you do in the community with the wrestling, um, just watching you with your kids. Uh, obviously you're a mortgage broker. You do a good job as that. You're helping me with a few of my clients mm -hmm. and doing a good job with it. But you're really a good dude and your story is much deserving of being on Fireside. Appreciate it. I think you said to me, after Trevor had introduced us, you started to watch the fireside and you started to say, all right, this guy's really doing something. He's really, his heart's in the right place. Yep. And you started to ask about it. You're like, you know, what type of money I got to make to be on the fireside? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I was like, it's not about money, man. Yeah. It's going to be about, you know, the right people and the right story. And I always knew I wanted to have you on. And then recently... I tried to get you last week when I had a cancellation. My son's birthday. And you had your son's birthday, and you were so pumped that yeah. you were able to, you know, that I asked you, and I was like, this guy's so pumped. we got to have him on next week. I remember sitting there with, with my family. Everybody's at my house. I talked to Maddie, and I'm like, what time? And it was my son's birthday. I'm like looking at my wife. She saw that she heard me say fireside. She knew how interested I was in everything. And then uh, I'm sitting there, like, eating cake. And I'm just thinking about it, like, oh man, like I wonder what I'd be talking about right now. Like it was just like hanging over my head that whole night. My wife saw it on my face, and then you, you gave me the call this week, and I was just honored, honored. Yeah, and we did it on a Friday instead of Wednesday, so it yep. all worked out. Yep. Well, I appreciate you coming, dude. Thank you, man. This is going to be a good one. So, grew up in Howell. Yep. Um, you were always into wrestling. Pretty much. I mean, I started out pretty young. Um, I started when I was nine, which now these kids are starting way younger than that. But I was playing Pop Warner. My friend Zach Cunliffe, still my best friend, my best man in my wedding. Um, he was doing gymnastics and he started wrestling. His brother was on my Pop Warner team. His dad, the owner of the cabin, has a real deep voice, comes up to my dad. You should get Petey on the wrestling mat. <laughs> and my dad was like, all right. You know, my dad was one of eight. His dad never really went to his games and stuff. So he signed me up for everything. And uh, I definitely had too much energy for soccer and different things like that. So the beautiful thing about wrestling for me back then was, was that I was really tiny. Yeah. And like when you're super tiny, like you're playing Pop Warner with the younger kids, like basketball, basketball wasn't really an option or a thought. Yeah. And it's like wrestling, they got weight classes. Yep. So it like welcomes all sizes. Yeah. You got the biggest guy in the room and I was always the smallest guy. Did you like it right away when you got into um, it? Or? I was into the WWF back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you my still are. 
<laughs> I'm really not. My son is, but yeah. Don't lie, dude. I see you on Facebook. You're yeah. like, Damn, mom, mom. Yeah. Oh, that was Pete playing WWF. Dude, my son is so into it. So it's definitely on at the house a lot. But uh, my first match, I grabbed the kid's hand and like swung him around and like total WWF move. The ref like blew the whistle. My coach was screaming at me. So uh, to answer your question, I don't think I was really that into it. I didn't really know what it was. Yeah. You know, but then it just kind of kept coming back. And then before you knew it, the, the Howell community, it just started the program that I'm currently the coach of. And uh, back then we had this guy, Rich Famularo, and he just made it uh, something that was great for all of us. So as you continued to wrestle, and obviously you did, mm -hmm. you were doing it in high school. Were you qualifying for states? Were you wrestling with a lot of the, the big names that were out there at the time? Yeah, a little bit. I was playing other sports. So I would wrestle in the off-season at Shore Thing, but then I was playing football. I was playing lacrosse. Um, Vinny Santanello, great guy. Another yeah. dude Another Love dude Vinny. in the community just pumping good stuff. I know. Pumping humility, pumping good kids out of his program. And I was just listening and watching his videos right before States and some of the things he was telling the kids, you know, get the next best thing. Get the next best thing. You, you, if you're going to go to win and you don't win, what's next? Quick funny about Vinny. As most people know, I'm not shy about it. I was not a great student, so I was removed from the, the, the regular school program and put into an alternative program called Pathways. Mm -hmm. And I had this guy, McKnight, who I'm actually going to have on the fireside and nice. chop it up with him because he's a character. And Vinny Santanola was his assistant teacher in the classroom. And I remember I spit out the window, and there were these old-school huge windows, and this gust of wind came in and psh, put spit all over this kid Sean's face. Mm. So I like look away, I didn't even think anything of it. Sean blasted me in the side of the face. And before I could even think to pummel this kid or do anything, Vinny had me in this student move like, Ryan, just stop, Ryan. It's all, <laughs> Ryan, it's all good, just let it go, Ryan, right? just let it go. That's awesome. And he was such a good dude, I was happy yeah. when he went off to do the, the sheriff's yeah. thing, and he's a great dude. I haven't seen him a ton, but tell him sons are doing up. great too. Yeah, I see they're killing it. Yeah. The one, uh, actually both of them go over to Thrive. Okay, yeah, 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 I saw that. I think they're Thrive Athletes. Yep, I saw that. I saw a picture with uh, his one son and uh, Anthony Ashnault the other day. So when you, when you looked at a guy like Vinny and what he was doing in the community, was that something that you always like, aspired to want to do? or Kind of. Um, I, I, I was always like the captain on like all these teams. So like people were telling me I had these qualities, but... I was just kind of focused on whatever we were doing with the team. Like, I wanted everybody to work hard and like have good vibes and just just kind of doing my own thing. And then um, the coaching stuff really happened at Johnson and Wales, where I went to college. My coach told us to pay it forward, give back to the sport that gave to you, and that just really resonated with me. And that guy is still a huge part of my life. I still talk to him all the time. Um, he really connected me with so many different people and. He was there for me in, in down moments, you know? Yeah. So uh, that and was really where the coaching stuff started. It's crazy, like, when like, people have said it to me, you know, I, I've, I at times think I'm a bad leader right. in certain situations, but I may be a leader, like, doing something like this, putting myself out there, being vulnerable, yeah. you know, telling my story, pulling stories out of guys like you and others who have maybe fell on hard times for a short period of time, got back up, and are now crushing it. Sure. Um, so your story has been amazing, and... I love all of it. So I want to go back, though. So you go through high school. You go to Johnson & Wales. Mm -hmm. You wrestle there. Did you do four years at Johnson & Wales? I did four years, and I graduated. Uh, there was a lot of struggle there. 
uh, partying a lot. I got a point point nine GPA my freshman year. Parents came up, packed up my dorm, went down to academic probation. Uh, pretty much my coach I was just talking about, he pretty much told the woman, like, this is a good kid, give him another chance. Um, so I wrestled a little bit my freshman year. My sophomore year, I was completely academically ineligible. That was a dark down moment because all my buds were on the wrestling team. Mm -hmm. Like We didn't hang out with anybody else. Yeah. And it was like they were rocking the gear. I, I was following up. I knew what they were doing. And like, I wasn't on a team. Like I wasn't with it. Like I was still kind of living in the in the in the wrestling house and different things with them. But um, but but I, I always remembered that feeling when it was my time, my junior and senior year, and um, I, I would kind of keep those down moments in the back of my mind when I started getting tired and wanted to keep working and everything. Um, didn't really have the, the 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 wrestling career that I probably could have. Um, didn't really stay dialed in all off season. I like to party, and then I like to wrestle in the winter. Mm -hmm. You know, looking back, if I had another shot, I would be like, oh, wow. Yeah, more focused. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, wow. No, this has got to be a year-round thing because we got to get ready. Um, but I'm glad I had those struggles because it helps me relate to these kids because sometimes the great, great wrestlers are like, hey, just do it like me. Mm -hmm. And I could be like, I see your energy. I know exactly how you feel. I was the kid just like you under the bleachers crying. I know what it feels like. It's going to be all right. Yeah. You got this. Yeah, and your heart's just there. It's like it's just you're there. totally that empathetic dude that's yeah. like, and your, your emotional intelligence is actually super high. Yeah. Like I usually, when I meet someone, I'm throwing like, like I did with you, like we're sitting on a conversation. I'm just throwing haymakers across the phone at you, just seeing how you take it or yeah. what you do. Because that's helped me. I'm on the offense. That's helped me realize. Ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm flicking you, you know, yeah. and it's helped me realize who you are, but you quickly understood who I was. Um, and, you know, having the ability, I think in Bill Parcells' book, they talk a lot about he was such a special coach because he really knew how to communicate with the person that he was standing in front of. That's so everything. one guy, he may have to, like, play into his chip, and that's what would drive him. And the next guy, you try that shit with him, he'll be quitting the team. You know, he talks a little bit more of a soft approach. and. I see you do that with the kids from yeah. afar, and mm -hmm. I know you actually coach my nephew Creedon. Yeah, and he loves your program. I was so proud of him. Uh, yeah, he's going, so to too, he's right? going to the states too. Right, Trenton this weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. They so, had a great moment. Him and his mom had this epic hug. It was so, it was so great. But I could tell, like the joy, and yeah. what a lot of people fail to realize, right? I'm going to go back to keep following your story, mm -hmm. but. When you're giving your time, right, you, you may get some type of small salary, but when mm. you're giving your time to your community for a sport, right, and especially a very time-consuming sport yeah. like wrestling, it's a lot for you. You're a father. Yeah. You're a husband. You have a pretty successful little mortgage practice, right? Mm -hmm. You're trying to make sure that you're helping your clients get into their homes. Now more than ever, a lot of people realize there's an inventory problem. So you got to make sure you have people's approvals ready. You got to make sure those approvals look good. Yep. So needless to say, you're pretty spread thin and you're still finding the time to really give back to your community. And I think that's a special thing about you. And I know it's been, it's been hard on you. It's, it's, definitely a, it's very time consuming. Yeah, it definitely has. You talk family work balance and different things like that. And even like not having wrestling involved in like just the mortgages. You, I'm just so connected with so many people all day, every day. I think it's good for me, you know? I mean, the wrestling stuff, obviously the season's just about to be over. Um, what I really learned a lot from you business-wise is uh, utilizing your time 
the best. Intentional. You know, and you know, even just getting organized Sunday nights focused for, for the week. My Excel spreadsheet just staying focused and dialed. Like I'm learning what makes me tick. But one of my true passions is just giving back to these kids and helping these kids. And unfortunately, sometimes I'm leaving my own babies at home, but I find that time back. I don't have to be anywhere at any time. Yeah. So my mornings are with the babies. I get my son from school as much as I can, taking him to Target, getting WWE guys, doing whatever we do together. So definitely stretch thin, but um, it's kind I, of like I, I get that quality from my mom. She's the same exact way. And I watch her, and she's in her mid-60s, and I watch her, and I'm like, how is, how, how? I'm exhausted, I'm 36. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just see her doing it, and my grandma's up in North Jersey, she goes up there all the time. She's with my babies almost every day. I'm just like, how? She's just like, that's yeah. who I am. That's what she wants to be doing. That, exactly. Yeah. So going back, you get out of college, what were you doing then from a career perspective? When I got out of college, I was right back at the cabin that I was talking about. And uh, shout out to the cabin. Shout out to the cabin. Route 33. 33. Big Rod sold it, <laughs> but um, it, it's still going strong. And we met so many great people there and put you in real high stress type situations, which looking back are, are huge. I'm glad I was in those high pressure moments. You learned so much actually from. Yeah, did you, know, you ever work in like th that field? I didn't, but I knew a lot of people actually in my world in yeah. finance, they came from, came you know, from the there. bartending or the waitressing. Your yeah. ability just to communicate with people. Yep. And especially now more than ever with social media, people lack that. A lot of guys are seeing like me be able to do this show. And I literally, just from people I know, could probably go two years and have somebody on the fireside that I know. But I've met all these people way prior to social media. Right. It's just exactly. the communication. So seeing those people that come out of the restaurants and the bar, yeah. they're always highly effective communicators. Yeah. No, you really have to be. And everything was happening so quick. But to answer your question, I was at the cabin. Um, started coaching back then. I think I was like 22 my first season. Um, ended up going to Walmart and like printing photos. You're like printing photos back then, you know. Um, so I'm like printing photos at Walmart. I see my high school coach and he's like, hey, we need a coach. So once I got out of college, it was probably, uh, what is that, May you graduate? I was probably, I, I started coaching the off-season stuff right away in September once the kids went back to school. And then I was working at the cabin. And before you knew it, I blinked my eye and years went by. Because when you're in that, yeah. and then I was always working like the go-getter shifts, mm -hmm. like Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Closed all those nights and then I would work Thursday. Then I'd be off Tuesday, Wednesday. You'd like party the with rest all the, of the world. You'd party raging. with all the bartenders. Yeah, party <laughs> with all the bartenders, exactly. <laughs> you know, going to different happy hours and different things and then I spent a decent amount of time. So, so yeah, I was at the cabin, and then I was also at Tom's Tavern, which was like a dive bar in Farmingdale. I don't know if you've ever, you've I probably never. driven past it and you yeah. have no idea. And that was the same type of thing. It was like a lot going on in there. It was a wild place, a lot of drinking, a lot of partying. But not a lot of personal ambition back then. Yeah. Because you're just looking From forward to like the cash. Yeah. It was like. Well, you get caught up in that cash game. Because it's still a lot of cash to make as a young kid. For sure. But it, but the cash goes quick, yeah. and, you know. I get nothing nothing to show for any of it, yeah. you know. And then I was at Karma in Seaside. I was working down there. That's how I know Chach. Yeah. Um, so I was down there for a while. So I was in the bar restaurant industry pretty much my whole life. My mom made me start working at Six Flags Photo when I was 14, and then I was at the cabin busting tables in like 01. I was probably like a sophomore. Mm -hmm. So I, I knew that. I knew that field. 
this whole mortgage stuff I had, I didn't even know what that was. When did the mortgage thing happen for you? The mortgage thing happened through a guy, Bob Walsh, who, uh, God rest his soul, but that man, um, he did a lot for me. And was that a time when you kind of, we didn't dive into it yet, was that the time you were struggling with yeah. partying a little too hard? He yeah. kind of was sucked you in? He did. He did. So I'll backtrack slightly on, on meeting Bob. I knew he was the mayor of Howell at the time. Uh, or anyway, he, he had been mayor and like, just like whatever. Like they were coming to my tables and I didn't really know him, but I knew his son who had autism and he would come in all the time and I knew what they wanted. So like I had their nachos ready, their Sprite, whatever it was, boom, 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 pizza. Sean and I connected. So Sean was how I met Bob. Bob was just like a great guy, but like your typical, like loud, obnoxious, hey, I'm here. And I just kind of never really talked to him much because my focus was kind of yeah. Sean, really. And then Bob and I got into to, to, to kind of talking and um, I still didn't really know him. And then he goes, hey, why don't you get into this mortgage thing? You know, I got my company. I got my own company. I think you do great. And I'm like, yeah. I'm in, dude. I got an apron on, non-slip shoes, a towel. Yeah, like, I'm done with I'm, this. Whatever, whatever it is. Like, yeah, let me take this stuff off. Like, I'll start tomorrow. Yeah. So that was kind of what brought me into the industry. How old were you? I was probably like mid-20s when he brought me into the industry. And um, at that point, I had to study for the test and I had to pass the test and Tests were never easy for me. School was never easy for me. This is a language I've never learned before. I don't even, I didn't even actually know that a mortgage was like a bank loan on the house. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't really know. Yeah, why that. would you? Yeah, yeah like, yeah. I didn't buy a house. Like Most people don't really know what a mortgage yeah. is. They know they have a mortgage. They don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so then I really, really struggled because I was bartending. I was partying hard. I was going to the mortgage stuff during the day, bartending at night, partying hard, and that time just went by there and uh, failed the test Let's, multiple times. Before we get into the mm -hmm. partying stuff, I want to talk about your struggle. So you mm -hmm. say you struggle with testing. Mm -hmm. What was it that you struggled with exactly? <sighs> Probably a few things. Probably a few things. Um, not precisely studying, taking practice tests constantly, but not really pulling back and absorbing everything that was in there. Mm -hmm. The timeline of when all these things come. I was trying to memorize. Was it because the, of your ADHD or? Yeah, I mean, I, I never got reps in school. I mean, maybe when I was in college, by the very end, I was finally like, okay. Yeah. So if I do the work, I study, I show up on yeah. time, like I should either get like an A or a B. Yeah, I'm pretty at good. At that point, yeah. like I should be all right. But I never had, I never did that. Yeah. I just never did that. Goggins Instead, talks about that. Just, you know, how he yeah. had to work a little bit harder at studying. He didn't retain it as quick. You yeah. Know, the, the repetition yeah. on studying and things of that nature. And just kind of knowing personally what makes you click. And then. So you're um, giving a young kid, let's say a guy right now, he's mm -hmm. struggling in high school or, or even college and he wants to get that degree. You know, what, what, some, what type of advice or what nugget, right? I want to grab nuggets out of mm -hmm. it would you give to that guy that maybe has a similar personality to you and I? I would really say just continue to get these reps in and figure out what works for you. Some people are gonna say index cards. 
with the index card, I, I, I knew that the answer was on the back and the question was on the front. Mm -hmm. Before you knew it, I didn't even have to look at it. I turned around and I had it memorized. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was not something it was not that I could in. dive into this question now yeah. and be able to think back to actually what yeah. the answer is. I was thinking, all right, you know, is it? But on the test, it, long, it doesn't that go long? that way. And the test, it isn't that way. And the other, the other big struggle was everything that they were teaching me on the day to day, and they really put me right into things. I mean, I was sitting with people with Bob that were significantly older than me. I'm sure you kind of went through some of that stuff in the beginning yeah, with you, absolutely. where like you're sitting at these people's dining room tables, and it was like, I knew what what the process was by now. I knew what the, what the underwriters were saying. I knew about the appraisals, inspections, all this other stuff. And when they ask you to you on the test, I'm like, no, the bank would approve that. Yeah, like, well, the test so is always I'm circling, different. Yeah, I'm circling what I know would get through and, and like close a loan. And my answer was wrong. Yep. So it was like I had to, oh. Well, dang. that's why they want you a lot of times, like in our world, like you're going to take your Series 6 or 65, any of these tests. Mm -hmm. They want you to go do all that stuff before you get in the industry. Because what you're doing over here right. and the tests are completely different. Exactly. Which, that's a whole other conversation. No, but, but it's it, a great point because that's exactly how I was feeling. I, was, I thought I was asking a lot of questions. You know, I was in it during the day, which was a lot of fun for me because... I was used to the whole restaurant thing and it was new and exciting yeah. and so I was really trying to work at it and then the study and stuff, I just couldn't get both of them, both of yeah, them going together. To but, but I'm glad though because maybe if I passed on the first try and it came real easy to me, maybe, maybe when I started getting struggles in the actual industry, maybe I would have buckled then. Yeah, so, it's, it's all learning lessons. Yeah, so it was like all that failure now when I was in like these really high pressure, high stress buying a house situation, I wasn't even thinking about cracking. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about like, okay, where's our solution? How do we get past this? What do we do? So I'm, I'm, I'm glad my journey had, had that in it. I think there was other parts of your journey that have built you for that war. For sure. Um, and that's something I want to talk to you about. You know, everybody has different struggles throughout their life. Mm -hmm. You know, you were... In the restaurant industry, it is so easy to get sucked into that world, oh, man. God, yeah. It's so easy to just, you know, crack a beer every day after work. And mm -hmm. on your days off, now your friends, they wake the same schedule you do. So they're off Mondays yep. and Tuesdays with you. So you're going out and most of the time you're going to be drinking and partying. You kind of ran into a to a snag. You were, you were probably partying a little too hard and yeah. maybe drinking a little bit too much. Talk about that a little bit. Well, I mean, I was just going to say it's March. You know, so being Irish, I don't think helps the case at yeah, all. No. But then I got family members that don't party. You know, mm. my mom, my mom doesn't doesn't really drink at all. So me personally, I go hard. Yeah. In everything. Yeah. So when wrestling was over, I, I okay. So pretty much, I my drinking didn't really start until I was about 17, 18 years old. Mm. Some of the other kids that started a little bit younger they kind of already knew kind of like the ropes by then and they knew like when to pull back, mm -hmm. you would think. Yeah. For me, it was like once I, because I was playing sports all the time and I didn't want to get in trouble and like, so I just didn't really, wasn't around it. Once I was around it, it was like straight up funning, uh, funneling wiffle ball bats mm -hmm. full of beer. Yeah, so it was just like binge drinking was like funnel all I knew. Bat. Yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> and like had so many great memories, but um, so really my, my drinking career, you can call it, short-lived, but it was, it, was, it was going hard. Yeah. 
It's distracting you from so, your real goals. Oh, distracting me from everything. Yeah. Everything. And if anything, it was such a vicious cycle for me because I knew there was more in me. And I knew I probably shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And I knew that people were probably disappointed in me. And, but that wasn't really enough. Yeah. So I'm just kind of chasing it and just, just chasing the buzz. And people are like, damn, you drink so fast. And I'm just like, uh, Miller Lights. But then really, it started really getting, we'll call it out of control at some when when I was like bartending because mm -hmm. you're just you're just around it yeah, and it's just, just become so norm and it's like when things aren't really going great in your life in your mid-20s late 20s like I'm young <laughs> you know what I mean like you got like every excuse in the world and the people you're around so it was it was it was tough it was bad there was a lot a lot of bad where was the um, turning point for you where you said hey, I'm done with this well, that's I'm what I was chase say. Other things. Once my son was born, um, I did a shot in the parking lot with my friend. I was still kind of drinking and partying, and then uh, I had some uh, really, really scary uh, moments with my health. And my son was two months old, and my really good friend Zach that I was telling you about, uh, him and a few of my buddies, they called me on like a, a, a group call. And they're like, hey, man, uh, we think, like, probably cut. Time for you to yeah. slow it down. Like, you had a good run. And I was just like, you guys are right. You guys are right. Like, I got this kid. Like, I can't pass the mortgage test. Like, I'm a loser. Yeah. My life sucks. I need to get it together. Like, I got to figure something out, man, because whatever I'm doing right now is not going to be conducive to any type of success. So my son made it super easy for me. And then what I realized was that I didn't need the alcohol. I needed just like an escape or, or, or time to myself or something to look forward to. So when I was telling you I was, working, I, was working the weekends, I was working the weekends at the bar during the week I was with the mortgage company, once I was done there, right to the bar. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right. So then it was like stop drinking was day one, um, May, May 15th. 2015 and uh so that was my day one and i had a long sector nine skateboard i was living in belmar and i would get home from work hop on the board and just go cruise for like an hour just chilled your mind yeah i would have been at the bar if i wasn't on the board and i would have just been sitting there slugging some beers come home with the family it was just like part of my it's just part a of my pattern routine. you get into it is i just did the 75 hard i didn't fully no. finish it but even just going 50 60 days without alcohol yeah like Again, I'm not saying I have a problem, but a lot of people in the United States, it's just so part of your routine. You don't realize how much you're actually drinking yeah. until you take a, you know, a month or two or three months off and you're like, wow, like I probably would have had a drink there. I probably would have had a couple here. Yeah. And for me, I was trying to lose some weight. So I'm like, those are all extra calories. Exactly. It's just, you just get into that habit. It's just like any habit. But the thing with alcohol is it could, you know, destroy your life. Destroy it really your health. can. It really can. And sometimes the, 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 I'll, I'll talk to people and say, like, yeah, I could probably have a beer right now. Like, I, I'm, I might be able to have a beer. That's a seltzer, like, by the way. I know, but, like, <laughs> but if, it was, if, if I did, that's such a big risk for me. Yeah, Because no I, I have so much good right now, and I can see the good. And if I put the beer goggles back on, man, I don't know where, where things would take me. So it's been a great 
journey for me. I'm so proud that I was able to do that. Other people make me feel proud because they're like, how, how did you do that? Like, I'm, I'm always and you don't the seem, And you and don't like, seem like you really even like care to have one at all. I don't. I don't. But what I want to say was in the beginning, like, so that was May 15th. We had a wedding like two weeks later. So I show up at the wedding. Everybody's looking for Party Pete to like yeah. hit the dance floor and do toe touches and stuff. And I was like crushing shrimp cocktail, not knowing what to do with my hands. Yeah. And my dancing, like I'm just chilling right now. So it was like people were coming up to me, asking me to do shots. Like, so I had to like figure, I had to figure that all out yeah, on my new, own. And that gets new. a little lonely, yeah. but I'm glad too, because like everybody else is just, it gets to a point where the whole wedding just shifts. <laughs> everybody at your table is just like <laughs> on the demise. And then, yeah, like, you don't I realize it until you're sober. You're I like, know. oh shit. I was no. way worse than those people. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And then I'm sitting there like, oh, man, I was way worse than this guy that I'm judging right now. Yep. Um, All right, so hopping back in. So <clears throat> you, you, you persevered. You pushed through a little bit of, you know, too much partying. Mm -hmm. Had your first son. Mm -hmm. And you haven't looked back. And, and, and you're killing it. And you have a beautiful family. You have an Thank amazing you. wife, uh, Abby. I have not met her in person, but I do watch you guys on social media. Yeah. She seems to definitely be the partner for you. Definitely. Um, She's been my cheerleader, my supporter, uh, you know, the other half of like our team making this happen at home with these three kids. Like, dude, Ke Kelly does it for me. She's been my biggest cheerleader. And, and I, as I, I don't get mad at some people, maybe when I first met my wife, that were like, eh, I don't know about that guy, you know? Yeah, pretty, hey, pretty listen, hot -headed. I earned it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely probably <laughs> earned it. Um, but when you have a woman like that, that's, that's by your side, dude, you could do anything. So I see that in what you guys have. That's pretty cool. Thank you, so I want to jump into, you know, a little bit more of the business. You know, I want to give people your background and mm -hmm. your story and your journey. I want to talk about your mindset, right? And I think that maybe comes from wrestling a little bit. I think it also probably comes from just kind of who you are, right? You're sitting there right now. You're, you're, you're ready to go. You're ready mm -hmm. to double leg somebody, right? <laughs> you, you just have that go button, right? Mm -hmm. And that's probably what that guy recognized in you as a young kid that told your father you need to go wrestle. Yeah. How do you approach business now? How do you approach the mindset of business and sales? That's a great question. Um, I know that things are not always going to come easy. I know that there's going to be rejection. I know that there is going to be failure and it's not perfect. So I just have this approach of just keep going. Like we were talking about earlier with wrestling, like the next best thing. So um, really just, there's, there's plenty to go around. But if you're not putting yourself out there and you're not letting people know what you do, then maybe there's not gonna be as much of a piece for you, but there's more than enough for everybody. And especially when it comes to, you know, sales for anything for that matter, but especially with these houses, man, people are always buying houses. So rates went up. Okay. People are still buying houses. Rates went down. People are buying houses. Prices are up. People are buying. Prices are down. People are buying. So uh, my approach has really been day one to just be myself and not compare myself to any of these other mortgage guys that are doing great out there. Because if anything, that just creates some anxiety for me to try to, you know, live up to what somebody else is doing. So my approach it's has like a just, target you got to go chase down. Yeah, um, but my approach has really just been to to really care a, about more than just making money. 
Like the, the making money thing, like it'll come over time. But like in the moment, like you, you may have situations where, you know, things are tough. Um, you might have a loan that's super low, but it's fine. Like I'm not going to treat some guy getting a million dollar house any differently than I'm treating the guy getting a hundred thousand dollar house. Mm -hmm. So I just stick to what I do. Uh, I'm, I'm probably honest to a fault. I probably lose some business that maybe um, from a financial aspect, I could probably I figure that. out a way to say, yeah, you should do this, but, but I don't. And, I think I and told I never you no do. at coming a, becoming a client for like yeah. at least six, eight months. Yeah, you did. And I was, all I was trying to do there was just create an opportunity for you. Yeah, no. And that was my approach. And I knew that you were going to be able to, to help me anyway. So that's why I was like, yeah, just let's do it. Whatever you want to do. And you're like, all right, let's let's kind of talk things out first. I think I pointed you back to your guy. <laughs> yeah, you did. You actually did, which is commendable. Um, and, I, and I have similar conversations sometimes as well. Yeah, I see you. I see yeah. you doing that. Yeah, I, I know how you you think and what makes you tick. And and that that is a big piece that I think a lot of people lack in business. And myself, I'm not gonna sit here and try to be a bullshitter. Listen, everything that you want to do on social media or everything that you're trying to do in your community. Yeah, you're going out there and you're wanting to do it for the better good because at least I'm doing it, right? You right. could say I'm just doing it for an agenda. And I think Jamie said this about um, Tony Hawk building skate parks, right? He's like, well, he's building skate parks because the motherfucker sells skateboards. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, yeah. But hey, he's still building skate parks. True. So to like go do these things in your community and, and, and give back is really what's going to help you build your business. Exactly. Like niche down in your community. Now, Fireside has been a blessing to me, and it, it is a lateral marketing strategy. Guess what? I work with business owners. Right. That's what I do for a living. I help them with some form of, I'm not allowed to say it, business, right? right? And I, I, I think you exude that. You are all about your community. You're all about how yeah. you have the wrestling club, Riley Wrestling Club, that you do on Sundays mm -hmm. for kids. Quickly, talk a little bit about that. So that was a, a COVID type thing. I hate to even talk about COVID. I don't even want to want to What's hear COVID? it anymore. Where's but Fauci? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That was a disappearing. Act. That's he? what happened to the flu too. But anyway, that's besides the point. But so uh, COVID happened. My son's virtual learning. You want to talk about work and virtual learning? Like, dude, I was breaking. But but my wife was home on maternity leave and everything. So we got through it. But the COVID, like, he was in kindergarten. So is he six years old? I guess five. He turned six in March. And I'm like, dude, we got to do something, man. Like, we've been, we've been home. Like, we haven't even been outside. Like, yeah, we got to figure something out, dude. Like, this ain't, this ain't for us. We got too much energy for just staying inside stuff. So um, I coach a family in, in house. Pulling your hair out. Drive. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, dude. It was crazy. It was crazy. I, I have, like, a wrestling dojo at the time at my house in a three-season room. With my, with my desk and my laptop on top of a wrestling mat. I was doing uh, Zoom workouts with the high school kids, the Lean Mean Quarantine. We did that for 60 days, just working out from, working out from home. We got to do something. Yeah, I get it. So we end up going to this pole barn on Casino Drive. So, time out real quick. Mm -hmm. Where do you come up with that uh, initiative? Is it something that like, hey, I'm recognizing that these kids are in a bad place because yeah. I hate this place. Yeah. I knew what it was to be a kid their age. Yeah. And do you just come up with this? And I did see you doing burpees and your push-ups and yeah, all the crazy that shit was that you fun, were doing. Man. I, I actually wish I was still doing that. I felt so good. It, for me, selfishly, I wasn't looking at it from a selfish matter, but now that we're past it, that was great for me. Four right. o'clock every day from four to five, mm -hmm. 60 days straight. If I didn't get on, the kids weren't working out. 
Mm -hmm. So I had to lead by, you're talking about being a leader earlier. The leader doesn't really have to be the guy yelling and screaming, making people feel bad. Being a leader is all about bringing people up around you. Yeah, you just got to get out there and do it. And if so, I know that these kids were bored. They're sitting there on their, like, literally in bed all day, instead of school. Like school yeah. wasn't fun for us, but like at least we had to get up and go somewhere. So like I can't even imagine the kind of mental. And then like when you're a teenager, there's a lot going through your mind. You don't know what the hell's going on. You know what I mean? That's just great yeah. initiative. Again, like. You're an you're assistant high school coach, yeah. right? You, you don't have to go do this for these no, kids. Didn't have to do it. But then I got shirts made, and we were taking pictures. We started putting it on social media. Like, we all just loved it. We were going hard, too. These workouts were rough. Yeah, I was watching. To the point that I opened it up to some of the younger guys, and I probably shouldn't have because it was just too, too, much. too much. Too much. But the kids loved it. They loved it. We're putting music on. They knew what the workout was. And so I, I had a group text going with them. I put the workout in, and then we knew we all had the link to Zoom. I didn't even know what Zoom was back then, like prior to that. Like best thing ever that. invented. Yeah. So that was really that was really really cool. But back to the wrestling. The wrestling club, club came. Uh, thank you. I was heading back there. Yeah. You didn't think I was. Well, I, I got. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know where it was going. I know. It could go anywhere. Um, so we we go to this wrestling barn. Great family in Howell. My son goes there, my friend Zach. I haven't really talked to Zach prior to this for a while. I got kids, he's got kids, he's down in Manahawkin. Busy. But he's my best friend, like I was telling you. Kind of lost touch. He starts showing up every week. Another guy starts showing up every week. We just stay consistent Sundays. Christmas fell on a Sunday, we're in the barn. Um, uh, there, were, there were a few summer holidays, didn't matter. Sunday, we were there. We didn't miss a Sunday. It's been almost a year and a half. Anytime I have to miss, Zach comes through. But now we have like 30 kids. And we have like all these great parents that are just connecting behind the scenes. Creating like business relationships for themselves. Whatever. Just Friendships. Just, yeah, even just for a parent, give somebody to talk to. Yeah. I was getting a little bit rattled by the parent sounds in the beginning. But now it's just part of what happens in there. And it's, it's so special. And um, you do it every Sunday, what, 10 a.m.? So we go every Sunday, 10, 15. Shout out Impact MMA, uh, Eddie Lopez. Um, those guys have been absolutely great to me. Let's we were Eddie, in a barn. Let's we, get Eddie and his crew on. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, Eddie is also um, affiliated with DJs. Uh, Lonnie Narson is another guy over there. They have a DJ company together. They do great there. Uh, Eddie's also um, taking trees down these days. So he's got that same energy we do to look to create. And um, So you guys started using his place? Yeah, so we've pretty much just been, we've been using his, his uh, place. We had a, a talk today with about like five of us, the parents and all, all my friends that are, that are a part of this. And dude, it's so special because these are kids that, these are, I call them kids, these are guys that I was wrestling with when I was a kid. And now our kids are buddies and they're out there wrestling each other. And like, I just take deep breaths while I'm there, man. I'm like, I am just so grateful for this. And let's, let's, let's talk about what you do. Cause mm -hmm. I told you, I, I had said it to my wife and my son's a little young, right? Mm -hmm. He's two and a half years old. He'll be three in August. But he's a little bruiser, as you can yeah. tell here. Yeah, you beat me up earlier. You instigated me through a couple hooks. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So, you know, talk a little bit about what the program does with some of the younger kids, right? Some parents may be nervous of, yeah. you know, the, the you know, wrestling and their kid getting hurt or breaking an arm. Yeah. Talk about what you guys do there. 
Well, now that we're about a year and a half in, we, we have laid the foundation based on what we kind of just fun, associating wrestling with being fun. Mm. It's, it's a long game. If, and, you know, they say it's a poor man's sport in the sense of, like, there is no pros. Yeah. You know, Evan wrestled. He knows. And it's like maybe you wrestle till you're 22 or maybe you're, like, one of these really small percentage of guys that's actually competing for the United States and you're probably in your 30s. Mm-hmm. At that point, your, your competitive career is over. This is a long game. It needs to be fun. The kids have to love it for themselves or they're not going to do it long term. They're, they're going to quit. They're going to burn out. Now, would you say Things that's aren't going to work out. Would you say that's a concept that you and your friends kind of discovered through we, maybe hating some of the ways that you were brought up? And coached that's that's a great question because we're always having these conversations <sighs> Sometimes Come on, you I feel go, like the parents you need more go. coaching than the kids yeah, okay right. so that's my point so yeah. I'm, I'm having these conversations with guys who have wrestled themselves everyone has a slightly different philosophy and approach on and it's gonna be based on the kid some kid but you've told me grinding turns to dust mm-hmm your kid's 13 years old. You got to shape him. You got to form him. He needs rest days. He needs a life. He needs to love wrestling. So he goes to the club, goes to the weight room, goes for a run. Do you think all that, diet, all that training dieting. at a young age, you know, stunts growth? You and I have talked about this before. I think I would be 5'7 anyway. Um, I only was cutting weight for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was more like a like a night before, day before type thing. It wasn't like sustaining it throughout the whole season. I truly feel that you can stunt a child's growth from not putting nutrients, water, at, rest at the most in their body. Time. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I you mean, know I wasn't doctor, paying attention in class, yeah. but I know that. Yeah. I so, mean, I'm not a doctor, I don't know, but just yeah. logically thinking, yeah. I mean, Especially in some of those teenage years that like, me and you were talking have when we were teenagers like just grubbing yeah cinnamon toast crunch just like whatever yeah. was around Man, you know so like and now you're and now Beefaroni. you're taking that away yeah. and you're expecting them to grow um so but our foundation really came it's fun it came fun from me because i quit wrestling when i was a junior in high school i hated wrestling i i went so hard from my sophomore year into my junior year and I wasn't really in the right setting. And I had a leader that didn't know what made me tick. Mm-hmm. And the way he approached others, he almost came at me like from a sense of, uh, you know, do this, do that. And we would kind of go back and forth together and things got dark and rough. And uh, the night before like the first tournament of the year, I mean, I was coming home crying like every day. And my dad was just like, you don't have to do this. And I was like, all right, like, I'm done. Like, F, F wrestling. Mm-hmm. I hate wrestling. Wrestling sucks. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, instantly regretted it. I'm, like, of reading. The, and back then there was no social media. So I'm, like, reading the newspaper. And I'm, like, oh, I beat that kid. He's ranked there. Like, I knew all the rankings, following all the matches. Like, I'm just, like, what did I just do? But I was, like, I ain't coming back. I ain't coming back, bro. And I played football. Stubborn. Yeah, I played football. And the coach was like, you know, we start practice tomorrow. Dude, like, you're a senior. Like, you sure you don't want to wrestle? I'm like, all right, I'm going to wrestle, but I'm not cutting any weight because I was cutting a lot of weight right before, right before I quit. 
So I wrestled 145, and that was what I weighed, 145. So my approach to coaching is like, this is joyful, this is fun. It's a grind, but if it's fun and you enjoy the, the small moments about it, and you can find anything throughout the practice that keeps you coming back and keeping you loving this sport that is so difficult, and you're going to have so much failure. Like I saw Santanello's kid. Took second in the state of New Jersey, junior years, third time in the finals. Took second, first, second. He's got one more year. Kid was devastated, man. Devastated. And you worked so hard. It. Yeah, you worked so hard at it. Crushed. You know, so that's a kid who's like at the very top and he's going to Oklahoma on a full ride. And he and he just he just lost right there. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So like you're gonna take these L's. kids are gonna you're gonna take L's, guys. Mm -hmm. That's why I tell the parents, the other side of struggle is success. Mm -hmm. And that's wrestling, that's business, that's life. life, that's anything we're doing. If shit's coming too easy, it's time to level up. So how much does something like that cost? So if someone wants to bring their kid over there, over in Wall, you know, what's the, what's, 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 what's the monthly the, subscription? There's other clubs out there that are absolutely earning their premium. My program as of right now, is literally just like little guys. Mm -hmm. But now as we grow and expand, like we still have the same 50 bucks. Yeah. And the, uh, some of the other guys in the, uh, that are watching that are in the club scene, like I'm not trying to reduce what you guys are making. You guys earned your premium. But for me, I'm not this there is where yet. we were. And, yeah. and I started with everybody and I said, listen, I got, I got a job. Like this is not a job. This is, this is us connecting our kids. And Passion this is project. us giving, yeah, straight up. Straight up passion project. But as we continue to grow, the ideas and the possibilities continue to grow. So we had a really good conversation, kind of got everything laid out, the possibilities, opening up another day, maybe two other days in the week, open up to middle school kids, high school kids. And then the possibilities, you know how yeah, I get. The creative brain goes. It starts goes. going everywhere. And then I'm like, all right, I got to pull back. What do I need to focus on now? So just trying to get things focused and see what kind of like the next the next step to, to our growth. That's but awesome. To answer your question, we 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 really uh, I wasn't even really charging for a long time, and everyone was kind of like, you we're, we're going to pay you. Yeah. We're going to pay you. And then I was pretty much taking everything that I got and giving it right to Impact. Mm -hmm. Now as we continue to grow, we're we're just trying to figure out what the next what the next move is. But yeah. like I said, our foundation is so pure and so special and you can't bottle it up and sell it for for any value and no no money that they could ever give me whatever i'll make a prediction it. right here that overtakes your mortgage business and you're forced to make a really hard decision um to continue doing mortgages in the future or just fully run with this wrestling club just just a prediction of mine you know that's a whole nother conversation because people talk about if you do something that you love, you feel like you're never working at all. But I don't necessarily know how true that is because I think you got to embrace some suck to be able to Get create somewhere. for your future, have wealth, you know, be financially stable for your family and your future. And, and maybe if you stuff. did it full time, you wouldn't enjoy it as much. Maybe not. And that would suck. Yeah. You know? You said so, it nice to suck. Yeah, that really would. Yeah, that would be like, oh, man, that was, a, that was another poor choice I made in my lifetime. 
But um, let's get let's get back to the yeah. mortgages a little bit. Yeah, and, was, and we're kind of twisting and turning. It's how both of our minds work. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I've observed you, and that's something I do with people. I, I bring them into my world and say, hey, you know, how can I help this person out? How can I give to them first? And yeah, of course, I'm always looking for in my world additional relationships and referrals too. Mm -hmm. And you're you're always on the go. You're always on the run, and you're doing it even from your own house some mornings, right? You're on yeah. the call, you and I call every day mm -hmm. or every other day now. You're in my rotation now of 15, 20 business owners that I talk I'm to. I'm glad I'm in that rotation. And sometimes it's quick, like, Pete, just yeah. fucking get after it today, dude. All right, and you're laughing on the other end. And yep. I know you're on the phone with Trevor. You're on the mm -hmm. phone with, obviously, all your customers that you're yeah. constantly trying to provide the, you know, the highest level of service work. Yeah. You're on the phone, I'm sure, with the other people who work in your office. You know. We talked about abundance. We talked about making sure your mindset is right. Talk about what you think is most important as a mortgage rep and as somebody in sales. Give the people some nuggets. That's another, that's another great question. As far as I have never pictured myself up until kind of recently being in sales. I have the approach of customer service. I think it was from the restaurant. Like, okay. What do they need? Mm -hmm. Food in the next 45 minutes, whatever it may be. So I was kind of handling my transactions that way. How can I help you? How can I serve? What can I do? A few steps ahead of them. And then now I have a lot more time on my hands because I have this great system and great process behind me, mm -hmm. which has allowed me to now do some more creative, unique things that I was kind of bogged down with in years past. What are some of those unique things that you're doing now that you weren't? Just like the, a quick short video just to explain the docs that are about to get signed. Mm -hmm. I was realizing that there's a lot of questions. And just like I had no idea, these people have, have no idea too. First time home buyers, you know, what is this, what is that? So do a quick video with a screen share for exactly what they're looking at. This is this, this is that, this is your rate. If, if you wanted to pay for your rate, if the rate was lower, these are the title costs, these are some, these are some, um, this is your insurance costs. So educational costs videos. Associated. And just real quick, let them know, and hey, if you have any questions, hit me up. Okay, Pete, I just signed, thank you so much. Where prior to that, I, I knew it was coming. I knew the calls were coming. So I started to foresee what a lot of these questions were, and now I kind of put them out there right away. Now are those say, hey, bomb, bomb videos that. that you're sending via email? Yes. Or they're bomb bomb videos. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a really powerful tool that people don't realize because all of a sudden you're on the other end and for you small business owners that sleep on digital marketing and social media, bomb bomb, all of a sudden I pop up on the screen like, hey, what's up? You got my app for me? Yep. Where's my app? Yep. Where's my check? And now you're there. Right. And now I'm in the room with them and they're kind of like, this is creepy, but yeah. it's also really connecting with those people. It's really connecting. Uh, so much of my work was it was was text message. It still is. Yeah. Like, there was a time people were talking on the phone. I'm on the phone all the time. Of course. But the texts are, are relentless. But things get lost in translation in the text. Yeah. I could, like, like the baby could be on my lap or something, and it's yeah. like, what's my closing cost? Uh, uh, 4500 Yeah. And it's just like, send. Yeah. Where I'm like, hey, these are the costs. You have any questions, let me know. This is where they're coming from. It's all laid out right here. Boom. And I actually got that from Brokers Are Better, which is a Facebook page that I'm a part of with all brokers across the country. And I used to think that it was a very cutthroat um, like industry. And I'm realizing that there's like a lot of good people in it that 
are sharing their knowledge with others. So I've learned so much from so many other people and a lot of the, amongst the industry. A lot of the people in the mortgage industry, you know, similar to mine, is they're very entrepreneurial. So they don't just do mortgages. These people own real estate. These yeah. people own other businesses. Yeah. Or they're into the franchises. So you're getting a lot of good knowledge when you're able to get in a room of like-minded people For sure. in your industry. Absolutely. I saw you doing a lot with social media mm -hmm. as of late. What's yeah. kind of inspired that? Gary V probably is the number one component. That's your guy? I, 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 I'm all about positivity. Mm -hmm. They were calling me Positive Pete. I think now that there's these comedians making fun of them, I can't take them as serious. Yeah. But like, this one lady's like I can't 80 years them. old. The lady's like 80 years old. He's like, you're fucking young. Like, you got so much life to live. And it's like, all right, dude, relax <laughs> with that. But Gary V, you, um, conversation I've had with Trevor and some different people. Like, hey, man, I got to put myself out there. And there's not really much reciprocal gain in the mortgage industry. Like the things aren't really like tangible. It's not like, oh, hey, I saw your video. Uh, you know, can you get me pre-approved right now? Or I just got this house because I saw your video. Mm -hmm. But just kind of putting it out there, um, putting my unique touch on things. I and I've been getting a lot you. of good feedback from it. I so. think it helps you more than you realize with getting those leads. It, it doesn't maybe directly come that way and say, right. hey, I just saw your video. Yeah but it tapped someone else that was already kind of thinking of using you yeah. and they started to like the video. So it's doing more for you than you realize. For sure. And, and I'm going to keep it up. I, I think it's, I think it's really cool. And some of these guys, I mean, even you, like you're just like in my face, even if like I, I'm not on the phone with you, whether, you know, it's just one of your stories or something like that's where the people are. Yeah. You want to stay. I in spoke people's... to a guy about maybe doing like a magazine type thing. And I was just like, why? Nah. Like, who's reading that? I know like, the magazine guys won't like to hear this that maybe pay attention if mm. they do, but that game's just old. You know, a lot of those magazines, at least the smaller ones, yeah, they've moved towards the social media stuff as well. So I'm it's sure. kind of like a, a digital copy and, you know, you're still getting the copy sent out to the homes. But yeah. Social media, Sean Whalen, I'm a part of his group. Shout out to Sean. Um, he went on this rant one day on the coaching forum and he was like, you think social media is stupid? You're an idiot. He goes, you think social media doesn't work? You're an idiot. He goes, when you're not doing video, your competition's doing video. Every time your competition does video and you're not doing it, they're getting better than you. They're gaining, the gap is getting wider. And uh, I know when I started doing it in my world, I had a lot of hurdles to get through because of compliance. compliance. And I, I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and, you know, my partners and, and talking to the home office compliance, you know, cause think about it in my world, you're talking about finances. They don't want something general to go out there that someone may go utilize. And then right. that may not be great uh, advice for them, which I understand, but I'm also dealing with a 65 year old lady in, you know, compliance that doesn't even know what social media is. She sure. knows that she can log onto her Facebook pretty much and see her grandkids, which is right. special, right? Mm -hmm. That's something special about sure. it. But you don't even know, like COVID hit. I'm so I'm like gloves are off, dude. Like, I'm going. Like mm -hmm. I have a family to feed. I had when COVID hit, my son was three, four months old. Yeah. Right. Maybe six months old. Isn't that all the motivation you need for success? Dude, you see that little face every day. That's that's my that's my purpose. And and sometimes I put too much pressure on myself to do it Truth. because I want to provide them with a lifestyle that I wasn't able to have. Did I eat every time? Obviously, I did. I was a fat boy. You know. <laughs> You know, did I have a home and a roof to live over? Yes. Was it the best home? 
you know, maybe not, right? I always look to see, oh, that guy's got a nicer house, or yeah. this guy's got a different vacation. That's human behavior, right? Right. But I wanted more for my family. I wanted more for my wife, who's been, again, my rock and by my side. So I totally get it, man. Yeah, I absolutely. Totally you know, and, and, and it's a great way to, to, you know, get in front of a lot of people that maybe don't know you. And, like, you can... Tell your story. Yeah, you can share. Tell your story. The downside of social media, you kind of said something that made me thinking about like comparing yourselves to other people and mm -hmm. stuff. Like that's the stuff that I don't really yeah, like. Yeah, social media is, is bad for that if you're yeah. not in the right headspace. If you're not. Yeah, especially for a times, young person. Yeah, there's been times that I've seen some of my peers in the mortgage industry and like some of their numbers and I'm just like, oh, I suck. Yeah, but you, you know, know what I mean? But then I'm like, but I'm better than I was a few years ago and I'm better than when I started and like... I'm excited for what's ahead of me, but it's just that even if it was a vehicle or something, like I'm not really into vehicles and different things, but there were some times I would see these other guys and I'm like, shucks. I mean, <laughs> if anything, it's motivation for me to go get them yeah. and run them down, especially if they're bad guys. Yeah, true. If you're a bad guy, I'm going to run you down and I'll find a way to, I love it. to, to edge you out. Um, but I think it's a great vehicle, especially utilized you know, properly. Absolutely. So kind of rounding this out, I, I really like to ask a, a couple questions. Um, I asked you a few and you've had some great nuggets. Um, your energy is contagious. Um, you are a great leader. I think I could continue to try to learn to be a better leader. So I, I know you've got a ton of wisdom in you. We could probably go for two hours. Um, but I want you to give, what, what's one thing you would tell either a young athlete that was looking to go into the finance space or mortgage space or sales in general, mm -hmm. what's one thing you would have him kind of just keep on his brain in his subconscious entering into that type of market? It would probably bring me right back to where we were earlier talking about wrestling and failure. Like go embrace the suck. Go put yourself in a situation that is outside of your comfort zone. Go put yourself in front of people. Go get some no's. Actively have people tell you no. And the more no's you get, that means that you were just asking people and there's only a matter of time before that yes comes. And I remember taking it to heart when people would, would get mortgages from, from other people and not me when I was new to the industry. But I'm like, why would they? Yeah. Like, I didn't, what kind of a value was I bringing? I didn't know anything. I didn't have any transactions under my belt. Like, mm -hmm. So just, just don't be afraid to really, really put yourself out there. Yeah, Chris Drake told me that, a mentor of mine that I still talk to, and we actually transact business together nowadays, which is so cool. That's awesome. But he used to tell me all the time, no's are great. Yeah. That means you're asking. Yeah, no. Those are a great thing to get. Exactly. So I, I love that. Another thing, we talked a little bit about Impact MMA, mm -hmm. where you're, you're hosting your, your Sunday Riley Wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, what's another business or two that you want to give a shout-out that can come on the fireside in the future and just a great other local business owner that you, your family and you know, friends enjoy. There's a few guys that come to mind. I was just at Certified Auto Mall on Route 9 in Howell. Mm -hmm. They do towing, they do vehicle sales and they have a service department. Family owned business, connected with him through the wrestling club, never knew him, he's been like one of my best connections. I met him about a year and a half ago, Billy Stanton, great guy. Now my friend Zach is now over there. Great place. Talking Heads Barbershop, my friend John Hawksby. He's got a great story. He's Where's been he in, at? He's in Asbury. Asbury. He's been an entrepreneurial mind since he's younger. 
had some struggles, overcame them. Now he just bought the building two blocks down from a shop he was renting. And now he's got this beautiful place, beautiful business going. Oh man, I feel like uh, probably those two guys were the, were the first ones that, that came to my head. I'm sure I'm leaving, leaving some people out. Um, I mean, even Oleg, Oleg owns Dynasty Mortgage. Mm -hmm. So I, I gotta shout him out. Yeah. He, he allowed me to spread my wings. Yeah. I was on a, a, a fixed W-2 before I met him. Yeah. And Dynasty is where you're at today, right? Yeah. Dynasty Mortgage Network. It's in Brielle. And Oleg was another guy. I met him through coaching his kid. He's got a wrestling mat in his basement. And uh, the story goes even further back to the cabin with him. But, uh, of, of course, I got to shout him out, man. I mean, he, between him and Gina, the secretary over there, they allowed me to spread my wings and get more time with my family. And you have a bunch of people that have really been actively trying to recruit you. Not that your boss probably wants to hear that, but yeah, you've had a lot of people try to recruit you. And you you've kind of came back to the same thing to me. Like, man, I really have a good here. Yeah. Um, I have a fair split. They have a great system that I'm comfortable and good in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, people can dangle these carrots in front of your face and yeah. you go chase them down and you end up in just, you know, a bad place in a sense of business. Yeah. I was, I was talking with Trevor about that earlier. I was getting so stressed and anxious and every minor curveball I was facing on a daily basis. And the curveballs come, the appraisals come in low sometimes, they find mold in the basement in the inspection, like the rates go up, like these things happen. I mean, usually, I'm usually okay. But when, when, when I was having conversations with these people, it was making me feel really anxious and angry Anytime those those slight struggles would happen mm -hmm. and over the course of the last few months I've been just focused on being grateful for everything I have and where where I'm at. Yeah, you're you're how you're far in, I've come in. Yeah, you seem to be in a good spot. Yeah. You're happy at home and yeah, good for you, dude. Yeah, well, dude, I, I, I appreciate you coming on. I think it's a great story. Um, the wrestling community is huge. Yeah, um, you know, they, they, it's great to have a guy like you someone who's given back to the community donating their time and again Parents, you gotta be easy on a guy like this. You know, they're, they're they're so busy, and they could be doing so much more to make more money and spending time with their own family. Yeah. To go commit their time, I, you know, I think about myself, and maybe I'll continue to mature. But I think about dealing with parents. I, I, you know, I'll tell somebody off real quick. Like <laughs> I'm out here coaching your fucking kid, <laughs> right. and you're coming over here, give me a hard time, leave. Just just leave the court. You know. So I, I, I've had minimal minimal arguments. Of course. Um, I, I did get into a heated argument with somebody that I love the family, love the kid. We, we talked about it after the fact. The emotions were high. Of course. The, but my perspective is, like, this is their baby out there. So, mm -hmm. like, of course they're asking, like, especially if they don't know wrestling at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it's... It's a lot of time. I, 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 I do think these guys, they created something called wrestling mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's to focus on the mental aspect. You go 100% physical, no mental. Mm -hmm. And now you're out there bugging out on the mat. You're wondering why. They branched off specific to parents where mm -hmm. they have a whole playbook. Like, yeah. hey, you're not supposed to talk wrestling after they lost on the way home. Yeah. Don't bring up wrestling at the dinner table. Let the kid live. He wants yeah. to talk wrestling? You, then you can talk with him. But don't sit there and critique him for two hours because he just lost a match. Yeah. You know, that's just one of the many examples that I, I, I didn't want to set you off, but, I, you know, you, you do a lot for your community. Um, like I said, I've personally sent you over some people. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm lucky and blessed enough, uh, you know, to, to have the 
the business that I do and I'm able to dish out a lot of mortgage business awesome. and uh, the people that you've been able to help me with recently Appreciate are that. happy and you've done a good job. So thank you with that as well. Thank you, man. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, man.